1: At any given moment, about half the world's poor are suffering from waterborne disease, of which over 6,000, mainly children, die each day by consuming unsafe drinking water. Today, more than 1 billion people of the world's population are without access to safe drinking water. Safe water interventions have vast potential to transform the lives of millions of people. Water filtration tools not only provide safe drinking water, but also have a positive health impact on the most vulnerable populations, including young children, pregnant women, and those with debilitated immune systems. One company working towards these endeavors is called Vestergaard Franson. They have a product called LifeStraw, which is very unique. And I'm going to talk to the communications and public relations director for that company, Peter Clearly, about the product today. So, Peter, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you, Sean. It's great to be here.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to have you. And I first heard about this product, LifeStraw. Uh, actually, through editorial on our own site, the BlueLivingIdeas.com site, Derek Markham, who's one of our top bloggers, uh, covered it, and I was amazed to hear. And actually, the the, the title of the story was "Life Straw: A Five Dollar Water Filter Provides Clean Water for a Year," which is you know an amazing headline, and, and turns out to be actually true. Or I should check with you on that, but I assume that that's true. Otherwise, our editorial on our site is wrong, and I assume that that's not the case. So I want no, to hear.
0: it, it is true. Yeah, it is true, and and uh, the product was developed for use in uh, helping to meet the the needs of people who lack clean and safe drinking water in the developing world. So the tool was originally designed as a an emergency intervention uh, that could be airlifted or, or dropped to people who are facing natural or man-made disasters. So we realized that we needed to have a product that could not just meet that need but also supply drinking water for a longer period of time to people who lack it in their own communities.
1: And it's really amazing. I mean, the reason it's called Lifestraw for people who haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen it, I recommend going to, you can go to lifestraw.com. That'll forward you to the, the vestergard France and uh, site or the page on that site that shows you, but it, it literally is like a straw that somebody holds a, a child or adult uh, and they can really put it into any uh, non-potable water and turn that water into potable water. And it's, it's a pretty amazing uh, and very, uh, well, simple looking product. I don't know what's on the inside of it. I'm actually curious to, to hear more about that. What I'm curious about is what the evolution was before we get into the the product details and and how it's being applied, um, sort of the evolution, the genesis of the
0: company and the product itself, if you'd share that. Sure. Absolutely, uh, the co- the product Life Straw is manufactured by a Swiss-based company called Vestigard Fransen, which is a small family-owned company. It's been around for about fifty years, and the company was originally founded as a traditional textile company. Uh, it made what was called workwear at the time, which were uniforms for people who worked in uh, what are now referred to sort of as blue-collar jobs. So, I- if people worked in hotels or restaurants or factories and And had to wear a formal uniform. Uh, That was the kind of product that the company produced for about 35 years or so. And uh, when the third generation of the Vestergaard Franson family took over the, the business, they decided to move away from textiles and more into products that could meet the needs of people in the developing world for products that would prevent the transmission of disease. So so the company has really evolved quite quite far from that original textile manufacturing uh, uh, basis into what are now two main businesses that the company has. One is a vector business. We happen to be the, the world's largest producer of bed nets that people sleep under that protect them from being bitten by mosquitoes that transmit malaria. So we make uh, a very large number of bed nets and, and sell them around the world and – that is under the Permanet product. So you could visit, if your if your audience is interested in, in learning more about malaria and related diseases, they could visit Permanet.com to learn more about that product. So the other half of our business from the Vector side is the Water side. And we do have two different straw products. One is Uh, referred to as LifeStraw Personal, which is a a portable water filtration uh, unit. And then we launched just last year a companion version called LifeStraw Family, which essentially does the the same thing, but is designed to provide a larger volume of water and designed to be used in the home to provide about 18,000 liters of water, which is enough water for a typical family for about three and a half years. So we have the, the two sides of, of the uh, the business. But the the business is really very uh, uh, socially uh, uh, conscious. The uh, All of the products that we create are very sustainable and they don't require batteries, they don't require electricity, they don't require replacement parts. And if you look at the countries where our products are most used, which is in sub-Saharan Africa, many of the countries that I've been to and and seen our products firsthand in places like uh, uh, Zambia and Kenya and Madagascar and and other places in in Africa, you really need to have – Products that don't require repeat intervention, that that are able to be used and and able to be sustainable on their own, uh, without the need for somebody coming in and, and giving uh, replacement parts or batteries or, or something else to make it work. And so each of our products are are very uh, user friendly uh, in challenging physical environments and also very durable, uh, considering the the amount of uh, wear and tear that they have on them. So uh, really we. We've developed this, what we refer to as a humanitarian entrepreneur business model, where we have turned what we believe is uh, humanitarian responsibility into the core business of the company.
1: Okay, now I wanted to ask some questions about the um, technical stats on the products. You mentioned the family version, which is the in home version that the water is brought back to and filtered there in the homes, about 18,000 liters. Uh, What is that? I don't have my gallon liter conversion instantaneous, (laughs) so you know what that, that is? Works out too.
0: You know, as an American, I, I find the conversion between gallons and liters uh, very challenging myself. So I, I couldn't give you an exact uh, translation, but it, it is enough water uh, based on consumption patterns and trends to supply enough drinking and cooking water for a typical family for three and a half years. So I'm not quite sure what the translation is, but I'm sure that your very bright audience could do that. Y- quicker yeah, than well, I could.
1: 700 liters is 185 gallons. I, we know that from uh, your stats on the other products. So we'll, we'll leave the math to the, to the listeners at home. <laughs> right. But that, but it's certainly an impressive product, and I, I actually didn't know about that one. Um, the, the personal version, which is the 185 gallons. Now, my question for you is that I know that that's usually about a year's worth of drinking water. Is that typically how um, the people who end up using it uh, apply it, or do they tend to use it in a, in a faster fashion? Like does it only last typically three to six months, or does it actually end up you know being used that way, or is it shared and right. sort of –
0: It it depends. That's a a great question, Sean. It really depends on user Patterns, but overall, we've seen that the life straw personal will provide uh, 700 liters of water, which turns out to be about enough for one person for one year. Now, though, that could be different for somebody who, uh, you know, finds the the product very convenient to put in their back pocket, and, and if they happen to, to be a farmer or uh, somebody who's working outside uh, in sub-Saharan Africa or Southeast Asia, and uh, and requires a larger volume of water because of the uh, uh, the, the the hot sun and, and working in strenuous physical uh, 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 environments could could end up needing two life straws throughout the course of one year. But what we've seen is that one of these products generally lasts uh, per a person about one year. But I should also note that when uh, uh, you know all water is not the same, obviously, and some parts of. Uh, uh, a community could have very turbid water or very muddy water, depending on the what happens to be in in um, in your community. Whereas another community could have. Of relatively clear water. Now, that makes a difference because turbid water has sediment in it and other uh, other contaminants that could clog the product quicker than somebody who happens to have a, a clearer source of water to, to draw through. But one important thing to remember though, Sean, is that you, just looking at a body of water, you can't tell if that's safe or uh, dangerous to, to drink from. And in a lot of these developing communities, uh the the contaminants and and the hazards are are obviously not to to be discerned by the the naked eye so for people who have only the option of drinking an open source of water in their community which could be a lake or a river or a stream they they only have that one source so they they have to drink from it and and it could be cloudy and turbid or it could be clear but the important thing is that you just can't tell if it's safe or not by looking at it and all too often these days those open sources of water are getting dirtier and dirtier and more and more contaminated based on what's upstream from them so our life straw personal product was designed to be able to filter out about 99% of bacteria and 99% of viruses from water and now Remembering that the product was originally designed as an emergency intervention tool, and and later as as a way to provide safe and clean drinking water for people in the developing world, that's enough to 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 be able to come, to supply drinkable water for for a person, and. So the product is very useful for for those kinds of circumstances in sub-Saharan Africa. What it's not very useful for is for uh, filtering out salt water or man-made chemicals or – uh, parasites like Giardia that that some people may come in contact with. Uh, so the product, while it's really useful for uh, for uh, the developing world, the LifeStraw Personal, as it's designed now, would not be very effective for use in the United States for people who are campers or backpackers or who may may find themselves in need of uh, an ability to to quickly turn an open source of water into something that they could drink. So we do anticipate that we will have uh, a U.S. version of this product. Product available at some time uh, in, in the future. But because the way our company is set up, all of our products are designed to prevent the transmission of disease in the developing world. So while this product is really useful for people who don't have an alternative water supply in sub-Saharan Africa, it's probably not so helpful for people who may find themselves backpacking or, or camping in North America.
1: Is that the only developing area that you found application or need in thus far uh, is in sub-Saharan Africa or have there been other areas of the world where there's uptake?
0: Right, it, it's definitely a useful product uh, through Latin America and the Caribbean and, and Southeast Asia and, uh, and and throughout Africa. That's really where the product is designed for. But we have found that there are places like China, where uh, last year's earthquake uh, that affected tens of, of millions of people, uh, many many people were in remote locations and their uh, their local water supply became disrupted for one reason or another. So we, in conjunction with nonprofit organizations and faith-based organizations, were able to supply tens of thousands of our product to people in, in those areas. So um, countries where they may have traditionally had a more stable and reliable water source can find themselves disrupted and need a product like ours. Same for people who were facing um, uh, the uh, tsunami in Myanmar or, or uh, the, the the one that came through uh, Southeast Asia. Asia mm-hmm. uh, about a year before that, we were able to supply tens of thousands of our products to, to those people in emergency situations to, to help them uh, provide clean and safe drinking water on an emergency basis. And again, that could be in an area where people would have a, a, traditionally have a safer supply of water, but it becomes disrupted either through natural or man-made disasters. I see. Well,
1: we're going to take a break right here. I have some other questions for you about the product, and I also want to talk and also inform listeners about how they can help, because I, I mean, for $5, I know, <laughs> i, I really Recently, had another guest on the program, which was a 17-year-old Ryan Hurljack, who founded uh, Brian's Well Project for building wells in Africa. And uh, he was inspired by hearing from his first-grade teacher that he could, you know, build a well for seventy dollars to help an entire village. And I think every time I go to Starbucks and spend five bucks on a coffee, I'm going to be thinking about buying a life straw instead. So I want to, I want people to, to hear about that, how they can help, and uh, understand the financial part of the the model and how you guys are getting uh, these out to people that are in need. So we'll be right back on Green Talk Radio. We're talking with Peter. Clark. He's the communications and public relations director for Vestergaard Fransen, a Swiss based international company specializing in complex emergency response and disease control products, including the water purifier. And we'll be right back on Green Talk Radio. Thanks, everyone. And we are back on Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly talking today with Peter Cleary. He's the communications and PR director for Vestergaard France, and they're the makers of the LifeStraw water purifier product that brings clean, safe drinking water to developing nations, especially uh, those in the continent of Africa. So Peter, we were talking a little bit before the break about the basics of the product the company, uh, where you've had application of the product and, and sort of the, we started to get a little bit into the, the model and how it's being distributed. I'm curious about that part of it. So I think the, the $5 obviously applies to the, the individual, per, the personal version of the product. Um, how can people that are listening in uh, donate to provide these to people or can they through your organization?
0: Sure. Uh, very good question, Sean. We tend to sell most of our products to, uh, in very large quantity to a limited number of customers. Most of the people who buy our Life Straw products and also buy our BedNet and Vector products are uh, organizations like the Global Fund and Red Cross and UNICEF and increasingly faith-based organizations uh, and also foreign governments are, are big purchasers of our products they tend to buy in very large quantities to try to meet the needs of, of the various audiences that they work with the general public though and and almost uh, Sean almost uh, not a day goes by when I'm not called by a church group or uh, a school or somebody else who has heard about our product and is interested in trying to make a contribution to get them into the hands of the people that need them for safe and clean drinking water. So what we do is partner with various uh, nonprofit organizations that regularly uh, purchase from us and distribute them through their network to people in the developing world that, that really lack safe and clean drinking water. So any of your audience that are interested in in getting involved or learning more about the product, I would encourage them to go to lifestraw.com and find out a little bit more about the product and, and right on the website is a donations link where we direct – uh, visitors to uh, different charities that that we work with on a regular basis and because they buy in large quantity from us we're able to keep the cost down and uh, give them the best price that we can and through their networks they deliver uh, distribute the products uh, most often through sub-Saharan Africa but some of our partners are more involved in locations closer to home uh, in, throughout Latin America and the Caribbean so I would encourage people to go through lifestraw.com and visit our donation section and pick a charity that's close to, to their interests and uh, so what they'll do is buy from us on, on a monthly basis and we will supply them with product and they'll get them out through their own distribution channels around the world. Uh, people who are also interested in learning a little bit more about the product, maybe, uh, may find uh, a visit to YouTube also really helpful. There have been a lot of people in, uh, the developing world who have shot their own videos about our product. And, uh, I would encourage people who are interested in seeing perhaps a little edgier, uh, look at how our products are used around <laughs> if the world. If I, if, I, if
1: I may actually, because that's actually very, very apropos that you mentioned that, because we actually included one of those, uh, on our website in the article, which I know you didn't know about because we talked about it right before we were, when we were off mic. And, um, uh, that was actually a citizen journalist uh, in Kenya who, and it was it was very edgy. And it was funny. It was kind of hard to watch in, in, in moments because they were taking, uh, shall we say, very dirty water from, uh, in, right. Right, including like you know, I mean, animal excrement and all kinds of things, right. and and starting with rainwater and the filthiest possible water muck that you can imagine, and turning that into potable water, and it was being. It was being drunk by the CEO of your company and, and uh, various Kenyan uh, government representatives and such. But I mean, it was it was hard to watch the making of it. But it's it is right. certainly very impressive to see uh, something that foul taken to something almost instantaneously to, to something that's potable for people.
0: Right, that I know the video you're talking about. I was actually uh, standing behind the cameraman in uh, in Western Kenya when when that video in particular was shot, and uh, you know it really does show the the technological uh, 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 advances that allow people to to drink some of the most foul uh, water that you could imagine and really purify it up to uh, a high enough standard where it is safe and clean to drink the the downside Sean is that that while that's an extreme example of the kind of water that our product can successfully uh, 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 purify the the sad part of the story is that there are over a billion people who lack access to clean and safe drinking water every single day. And that results in about 6,000 people dying from consuming dirty water every single day. And when you talk about Big numbers like that, it's easy to sort of lose touch with with um, with what that means on a human basis. But of the six thousand people that die from drinking dirty water every single day, most of those are children and and yeah. pregnant women. So it's uh, it, it's really a heartbreaking situation around the world right now. And uh, you know, while we're very happy that that we have these products and and are are eager to to get them into the hands of the people that need them the most, uh, the the reality is that uh, you know much of the world does not enjoy the, the same level of uh, access to clean and safe drinking water that we do. And we believe that ours is is one of many different approaches that, that can be taken to try to address this this problem. We think that we've got a great product, but we uh, we do believe and, and understand that the scope of the, the problem is so big that it's going to take a lot of hard work and effort by many organizations to, to help meet this, uh, this challenge.
1: Who, who are some of the other complementary organizations um, that you've worked with that are are all working on this problem from different angles. maybe maybe not on this the product angle, but um, that you've run into Wait. in the various developing nations.
0: Right. There are lots of different groups that are out there that are, are interested in trying to tackle the water problem. Uh, there's a great group in, in Washington called Water Advocates that is uh, a nonprofit organization that works with a, a wide range of different organizations that are trying to address the, the water issue. There's a good, another good group here in New York City where I am that's uh, just down the street from us called Charity Water, and uh, they're most interested in building wells and boreholes uh, throughout, uh, throughout Africa – and uh, we 're of the opinion that it's it really the, the scope of the problem is so big that it 's really going to take the the hard work and efforts of many people addressing this problem from many different angles to to try to get uh, progress on it and try to get out in front of it but uh, from our point of view we as a as a very small family owned company, we decided to try to build the the most technologically advanced products that we could. One of the heartbreaking problems with Watershawn is that if you live in a, a thirsty community that doesn't have access to clean and safe drinking water but the neighboring community does and you're lucky enough to get a pipe run to your community from their community to deliver clean and safe drinking water, one of the problems that people have and, and the public health problems are that the way you get that water into your home and ultimately consume it can can contaminate that. In other words, if, if you have a new well in your community or if you have a new uh, source of, of water piped into your community, the way you physically bring that back to your home can often contaminate it you know a lot of these communities don't have uh, uh, ways to, to purify and clean uh, and uh, and and bring their uh, their drinking uh, cups and and buckets and, and other other things up to sanitary standards so it, it can be very heartbreaking when you spend a lot of money to to bring fresh water and supply fresh water to a community that didn't have it before only to see people stay sick and, and have chronic diarrhea because they're unable to to purify that water before they actually ingest it. So you know we're, our approach is is to try to make sure that just before it's consumed the the water becomes safe enough to drink and, and that's what our, our approach is i see so yeah
1: at the point of consumption so is that based on also the piping and so forth and and what's happening it, it is
0: you know the the tragedy is that in a lot of these communities uh, the 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 standard of, of delivering water is is just not as high as as it could be or should be but when you look at the scope of the challenge there are so many people that live in communities where their only source of, of water is an open source like a stream or a lake or a river they they just make the best uh, with with what they do and one of the traditional ways shown that people have been trying to purify water is uh, through boiling it but when you look at really rural communities the only way that they're able to create those fires is by cutting down trees and I, the, a lot of the places I've been to in, in Africa have have severe deforestation problems mm-hmm. so the you know if for 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 a long time people have been able to just boil water before they drank it the the fact of the matter is that the trees that used to be there 50 60 100 300 years ago are no longer there and they're not coming back so a lot of these communities are are finding themselves trying to come up with new ways of of purifying water and our approach is just one of the ways that has been shown to be effective
1: and i assume that there's not a great availability of natural gas and other alternative non-wood burning methods to boil the water right yeah exactly Interesting. And I understand, just lastly, I have one more question before you before we run out of time today, but it was about, um, I understand this product has actually won some awards already.
0: Yeah, it has. Actually, even though the LifeStraw product has only been around for a few few years. It's been very warmly embraced by the design community and by uh, by museums like the Cooper Hewitt here in New York City. It's currently on display at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control Museum in Atlanta. It's won a number of awards. Uh, recently, uh, Saatchi and Saatchi uh, gave it its grand prize for its world-changing ideas uh, here in New York. It's been identified by Time Magazine and Esquire and Reader's Digest as, as one of the best inventions of the, the past year year, uh, and it's also – it's been profiled just in the past year in, in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and CNN and others have uh, have been paying close attention to it, which we love because it – it uh, anytime you talk about the global water problem, that's that's what we're most interested in. We we know that our product is just one of a number of solutions to, to that problem. But the more attention that the global water problem gets, the more interesting and and – uh, talented people like, like your audience can start to think about these problems and start to think of ways that, that they can try to help and, and perhaps come up with their own solutions. Because you know, like I said, the, the problem is so big that it's really going to require the concerted efforts of, of lots of smart people and innovators to try to come up with ways to provide what we feel is a basic human right, the access to, to safe and clean drinking water in the developing world.
1: Well, the company is Vestergaard Franson. You can find them online at wwwvestergaard I'm going to spell that V-E-S-T-E-R-G-A-A-R-D-Fransen, dot com. The product is Lifestraw at lifestraw.com. And the man who has been my guest today is Peter Cleary. He's the communications and public relations director for that company. Peter, thank you so much for being on the program and sharing all this information with our audience. Thanks, Sean. It was a real pleasure.